Oh, there's a robin outside. But uh, eat it. It's been it's been just wind. I don't need to eat them because I have my Lithuanian pork snack. Yeah, you missed that, Tony. I got dude. This that was awesome. Also, the, not the Lithuanian pork snack sounds like a fucking professional wrestler. Yep. <laughs> well, it's ninety nine cents at uh at grocery outlet right now. I oh, bought it before shit, I left yeah. Seattle. You get about a. It's like a red vine. It comes in like a rope. I, I got did, about. Yeah. No, it's, it's probably like nine feet of it in a package. So it's That's awesome. I have this. Good value. I have this beef jerky from the uh, Oboy Alberto outlet store. Nice. Man, I'm the only one not eating petrified meat. Yep. Well, I'm in the old west, bitch. I eat petrified meat. We went down the rivers. We crossed the plains. Over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny. Of business, progress, and the USA. USA. So tell us where you're at. Okay, well, today I'm reporting from the field. Oh, first of all, let's, uh, should we just do uh, the hello and welcome to How the West Was Fucked? Should we do that? I think you just did. Okay. okay, I just did. So today, I'm recording from the field. I was almost said live. It probably it won't be live, but uh, recording from the field in Virginia City, Montana. Um, I was when I stopped w- there, the hotel was not open, so I did not stop for more I, than 10 minutes. I stopped and uh, took pictures of all the organs and stuff. Uh, I went through the living museum tour thing, which Wait, um, did you say organs like body organs or like they have a shitload organist of like, organs? Pl- yeah, pipe organs, like big pipe ass. Organs, I took a bunch, I took a shitload of pictures, all of which we can post. Um, they've got you know quite a little spread around here. And normally, what happens is they have like a dude running the black uh, smith shop and somebody making shoes and somebody making saddles and all this shit. But uh, there was only one guy, and then now there's a thunderstorm about to fuck us, so they kind of shut her down. Um, in fact, the lady that I was talking to in the gift shop just came and cleaned the bathrooms. And uh, it's looking pretty grim out there at the moment, but luckily the Jeep's pretty soundproof. It's, it's, it's pretty good. But yeah, uh, I wanted to uh, come to an actual Old West town, which of course uh, our listeners will remember we talked about a lot during the Henry Plummer episode. Uh, I went past Bannock today, which was uh, you know where he was the sheriff before he got uh, lynched for being a road agent. Um, Virginia City also has a boot hill, just like any old uh, good old West town, uh, you know, cemetery. And in that cemetery is uh, the body of uh, Boone, um, fucking what's his name, the cannibal guy. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, the cannibal guy from from his gang, right? Right. Uh, he's, bar- he's buried up there. He was actually hung here in Virginia City. Uh, uh, I was going to go try to find his uh, tombstone. But it's a hill, and there's lightning storm coming. Not a so good I'm idea. Not gonna, I'm not going to walk around up on that hill Mm-mm. and uh, hunt through all those gravestones at the moment. Why but, not? Uh, yeah. But uh, it's an appropriate place because one of the people we're going to talk about today at least spent a little bit of time uh, here, uh, which mm-hmm. would be uh, which would be uh, Madam Mustache. 
movie mentioned Woo-hoo. before the dead, Deadwood episode. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dispute some of the photographs I've seen of her here in a little bit because I've new evidence has come to light. But we'll, we'll, cr- we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I do so, have a framed photograph that I can tear off the wall for you too. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I have the. I, I stopped so at Bannock too. Bannock is pretty badass. I would have went old and crusty. I would have went through there, but uh, frankly, uh, Big Sky Country is fucking big. Um, and I need to be in mm-hmm. North Dakota up at Lake Skakawea sometime tomorrow, and I'm not even to Bozeman yet. Oh, shit. Uh, so a- after I'm done here, I'm going to drive about an hour and a half to Bozeman and then haul wholesale ass. Uh, initially, I was actually thinking of staying in Miles City. Fucking Fuck Miles you, City. Fuck Miles City. Fuck off. But we'll see where I get tonight. Um, but, uh, yeah, for right now, uh, this is home for the next hour and whatever. Uh, while we do the show. Rock and roll. But anyway, Will, you want to kick her off with your goddamn uh, uh, Comic Sans notes? Okay. So, Tony, what do you know about ladies of the Old West? Uh, Hey, ladies. (laughs) Only what I've learned on this podcast. (laughs) That's why I laugh at him. I forgot about Madam Mustache until you said her name like a few minutes ago. Oh, well, we'll we'll start off with Squirrel Tooth Alice. How about uh, that? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> you, you, right. taunt, you teased me with this like 10 episodes ago, I think, and it, I just have been waiting to hear what the fuck Squirrel Tooth Owls has going on. <laughs> Although, like, uh, the Squirrel Tooth thing just reminds me of, like, uh, I, I probably said this on the other podcast, but, like, <laughs> like I was living in Olympia. Uh, we had, uh, my, my wife, Mari, was with me. We were hanging out. My, my roommate was a uh, bar manager at uh, Denny's in, like, uh, East Olympia, and uh, his name is Harris Geddes. And so we're, like, doing the whole drunk, like, hey, Mari, what does my name mean in Japanese? What does my name mean in Japanese? And so she's like, Harris, Harisu means, like, squirrel tooth. And then uh, Gedis, Gedi means diarrhea, so he was squirrel tooth diarrhea. There we go. <laughs> Anyways, I don't that's think she got her name that way. But. That's not the same guy with the moist and the vittles, is it? No, it's a different dude. Okay. Yeah. That would have been great if it was that guy. It's like <laughs> everything, words, words just fuck with that guy if it yeah. was the same guy but yeah <laughs> so she was born Libby Thompson she did have a slight imperfection in her teeth but mostly she was squirrel tooth because she kept prairie dogs as pets cause those are squirrels Mm-hmm. and they nope. carry the black death too so yes they Fantastic. do <laughs> uh yeah it's like I, every time I hear that like oh squirrel tooth Alice with her not squirrels it's like uh, kind of always reminds me of like uh, like chicken Alaska. Chicken Alaska, tar- man. I was just gonna fucking smell say ptarmigan. It. Yep. Yep. What is that thing? Some kind of fucking squirrel? Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I just drove through uh, Dillon, Montana, a uh, medium-sized town, uh, and in the middle of the town, they have a prairie dog town. So there's a town within the town. It looks like Ugh. it used to be like their fairgrounds or some shit, but it's just like fucking prairie dogs everywhere. Oh. <laughs> Taken over by the Black Death Squirrels. That's right. Yep. Uh, right. She was born Mary Elizabeth Haley, October 18th, 1855, in Belton, Texas. I used uh, to live outside of Belton. That's that's really close to Fort Hood, mm-hmm. which is about to get its fucking name changed because we shouldn't be naming our forts after uh, enemies that we defeated. Fucking A. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, her parents had a plantation on the Brazos. 
they went to well-off to not so well-off after the Civil War, like most people. Mostly because of those free internships that they're getting. Uh, now they have to rely on their kids to help, but uh, 1864 rolls around and the Comanches raid the farm and they take uh, Squirrel Tooth. So she lived with the Comanche for three years before her parents located her and paid ransom to get her back. So it's very but, similar to Quanta Parker's mom. Yeah. Right? Except for nobody paid her ransom or, well, they just came and quote unquote rescued her or whatever. Yep. Right? That, yeah. She didn't want to be rescued. Exactly. Yes, the, That's uh, why I said the, the little, little big man syndrome. Dustin Hoffman, real two. These were human beings, my son. And now they're dead. Rubbed out by those ugly, unnatural creatures. Why would they kill women and children? Because they are strange. So what happens when you get uh, returned to uh, quote-unquote civilization that uh, the honkies don't like you anymore because they assume that you've been raped and tortured and if you weren't, uh, um, you know, which is kind of true, but they could also treat people nicely too. Yeah. Well, and a lot of them figured if you uh, came back alive, you didn't resist hard enough. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. That's like Salem Witch Trials logic, man. It's exactly Salem Witch Trials logic. <laughs> so fucked up. Wow, that's a big truck just rolled by. You're going to hear that other recording. <laughs> we are in Montana. So, yep. So she never spoke of her captivity, so I'm sure it must have been great. But when she gets back, she's shunned by all her friends and family <laughs> and relatives. So she runs friends. away at 14. Because compa- compassion is awesome in the, uh, in the 1800s. A lot of mm-hmm. understanding and... <laughs> So she runs away at 14 to Abilene, gets a job as a dance hall girl, which meant that you didn't have to turn tricks, but mostly they did. Um, Libby qualified for that, squirrel tooth. Uh, There she met a gambler named Billy Thompson and married him. Yep. He didn't object to her lifestyle. They left Abilene for Texas and went back. Uh, Then 1872, they went back to Kansas. Ended up in Ellsworth, a stop on the cattle trail. There they made a small fortune and quickly lost it in a few nights. Just uh, bad luck gambling, gambling. I'm assuming. Yep. I thought they just so, got drunk and dropped it somewhere. Oops. Whoops. That's very possible, too. Uh, so they have no money, so they have to go out on the cattle drive. Uh, uh, Squirrel Tooth was pregnant. So they have to give birth in the back of a wagon, which I'm sure what must have been great. Yep. And even greater, they named the son Rance. Rance? Like Rance Howard. Or like Rancid. Yep. Rance? Wow. That's not a fucking real name. Everything was a real name back then. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Squirrel Tooth was a real name. It was a wicked lawless time. So having a son didn't really settle her down, or the husband either. They kind of went from cow town to cow town. Uh, August 15th, 1873, uh, the husband was drinking all night and accidentally shot a Kansas sheriff. Oops. Oops. <laughs> Damn it, the sheriff was right there, and one of my bullets just accidentally slipped into his ribcage. Fuck. So he was arrested but was bailed up by his trail boss, and then they both skipped town. So. 
which is probably advisable since yeah. jury of your peers is probably a lot. No, like vigilance committee comes and gets you. Get but, tied to a fucking like uh, windmill. Windmill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there they go to Dodge City. They make friends with Wide Earp and his uh, girlfriend Maddie Blaylock there. Yeah. Is that is that the one that was uh, opium addict? Yep. Sure is. He okay. ended up, I think he ended up marrying her, didn't he? I believe, at least, if 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 the uh, documentary Tombstone is to be believed, I think <laughs> yeah. they were married. Yeah, well, was... I think they're unofficially married or or something like that. We're gonna talk about somebody Common else law. later in the episode that has to do with the herbs too. But wait, what was yeah. the girl's name? Maddie Blaylock. Yep. Yeah. Wasn't that fucking some old grunge Seattle band called like? Oh, it was Mookie Blaylock was the name of the band. That I think Pearl it was, Jam. Yeah, it was Pearl Jam before they were Pearl Jam, right? It's not a TV studio. Josh, turn these lights out. That's why they suck now, because they're not named Mookie Blaylock yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, why did that band get famous? I don't understand. They fucking Marketing. suck ass. <laughs> Eddie Vedder showed everybody that you can just growl like a bear, kind of. And along with some music, and there you go. Yeah, well, I guess more power to him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so there she worked as a dance hall girl slash sex worker. Yeah. And Billy was a gambler, of course. Uh, they go to Colorado and poop out three more kids there. Of course, one of them has to die from fever. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like the yeah. tax. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. the U.S. law at the time. Yeah. Uh, summer of 1876, they settled down in Sweetwater, Texas. Sweet to be at the Sweetwater, indeed. But unfortunately, I'm like a little bit off center right now just because, uh, well, my cell phone got turned off today. They actually buy a small ranch and a dance hall in town to do some extra whoring, I guess. Oh. Uh, the husband, Billy, was away a lot, leaving Libby in charge of the brothel and the bar. Uh, Very she didn't hire her profession. Uh, when a census worker asked her what she did, uh, she said, quote, one who diddles and squirms in the dark. Wow. <laughs> I wonder what the federal code for that is. It's like yeah. uh, <laughs> occupation claimed, number 367-2. Yep. I always claim four on my, on my <laughs> tax forms because it's to count, account for the crabs that are... <laughs> You could write them off. They're dependent. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Very dependent. Yep. Uh, so, both of them being away from each other, they both took other lovers or fuckers, however you want to put it, but they were married 24 years. Ooh. Damn. Uh, that's, it, a, that's a hallmark moment if I've ever heard it. Most open mm -hmm. relationships nowadays don't even last fucking like five years. That's impressive. Well, when they're. Most ones. When you're actually never around each other for 18 of those 20 years. Like, yeah, you know. true that. Uh, 1896, uh, the husband, Billy, comes back from Cripple Creek, Colorado with consumption. Yay. He was dying, so Squirrel Tooth Alice was too busy fucking, so she sent him south to die in Houston with relatives. <laughs> Fair enough. Gotta earn a living. Uh, Libby shortly moved in with a man named Mr. Young, quote-unquote, uh, cattle rustler. Uh, might have just, fathered the last child of her nine. Just oh. Mr. Young? 
Yep. Not like Steve Young or <laughs> just Mr. Call me Mr. Young. This is my partner, oh, Mr. Shoot. Old. My <laughs> other partner, Mr. Middle-Aged. Mr. Yeah. Prepusit Besant. Yep. yep. This is Mr. Infant. <laughs> Sounds like a bunch <laughs> of FBI agents. <laughs> yep. Or the sh shitty remake of Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, totally. Well, kind of the Muppet Babies version of that. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Young was not much of a father either. Uh, well, yeah, he was like seven. <laughs> yeah. She might have had three more kids with two different men, but nobody really knew. One and a half kids with each man. Yeah. It, she was a original Bremerlo, I guess. Yes. Uh, most of her kids grew up to be criminals and whores. We're going to pronounce uh, whores like uh, Danny DeVito does in uh, Always Sunny. Roxy, God bless you. You were a good whore. <laughs> she retires from madaming at 19 in 1921 at the age of 66. So that's a lot of whoring. Yeah, that's a lot of damn getting right up into that 20th century. There, like that's a lot of squirming mm -hmm. in the dark. <laughs> so, yep. She, uh, first she was squirming in the dark, then she was squirming by candlelight, then by gaslight, then by electric light. Yeah, progressive. Wow, progressive shit. So, of course, she's broke and has to move in with a bunch of different children and bounce around. She dies at 97 Fucking in 1953. Hell. No yeah. way. Sunbeam Rest Home in Los Angeles. No right. fucking way. <laughs> you can definitely tell this is pre-AIDS crisis. <laughs> for Shit, sure. dude. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good run for being a vessel for i mean we we've discussed at length in the past on this podcast how rife these people were with venereal disease at all times whether they be a sex worker or not so one must figure that a sex worker was probably super exposed to that's one lucky on chick chart. dude i'm, I'm surprised no she, she didn't uh, come down with like syphilis and just have a malformed fucking head eventually right exactly that's well crazy. maybe she was some kind of high-powered mutant you know that like I mean she lived I, I to be know. 90 something years old right and she got she did just, something right yeah maybe the gonorrhea killed the syphilis that's I mean suppose like uh, <laughs> you know like over, over vaccinating like you know the opposite of the, like the anti-vaxxers like oh only give them a little bit at a time as if that makes a difference you know yeah yeah just the opposite of that when you said when you said the gonorrhea killed the syphilis or whatever I'm just imagining like a uh, fucking celebrity death match, but it's just like venereal diseases fighting each other in, in the square in circle. This, in this corner. <laughs> I was picturing video killed the radio star. Sit, no, I'm sit, sit, You're always sit, picturing that. L O O. I like the idea of Sid Syphilis. Like, I'd, I'd have him, even though there was a wrestler called Sid Vicious, I would have him dressed like Sid Vicious from the Sex Pistols. Yes. Only just with his face falling off. Right, but he's running around with a fucking hypodermic leather needle. jacket. Yeah, and and a just like poking people. That's his move. When a, and a leather jacket with, he tries to do that weird Elvis sneer that <laughs> Sid Vicious always did, except for that his jaw falls off. <laughs> God. <laughs> Sid Vicious was such a fucking shithead. Yep. Okay, so that was Squirrel Tooth Alice that lived way longer than anybody should have lived longer than people that lived wholesome ass lives lived in those days. For real, you know. 
She so let's been... move on to another Alice. How about Poker Alice? Yeah, I like Poker Alice. Like Poker yeah. the Why game you... or like Poker the words? Both. I, th okay. I was going to say, I think a little <laughs> column A, a little column B. Gotcha. She was born February 17th, 1851, Alice Ivers in Sudbury, England. Yep. Oh, that's, that's when I, I've seen pictures of her all You see pictures of Poker Alice like everywhere you go in the West because she's kind of famous. Well, very famous. But uh, whenever I see that picture, I do not equate an English accent with it, but it must have been there. It, Boy. Just, she looks like Popeye's fucking grandma. <laughs> uh, at least in her later years. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, she does end up going from Virginia to Fort Meade, South Dakota. Uh, she was supposed to be quite the looker in her day compared to that photo, famous photo there. There's a lot um, of uh, a lot of these photos of these people that they consider to look her like a lot of them they think are homely. I'm like, oh, I don't know, and then a lot of them is like, oh, check her out, and I'm like, whoa, it looks like it's different me. time, man. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so what? How old was she when she moved to the states? Do you, do you know? Is that in your research at all? Uh, no. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to Daniel Day Lewis uh, in my brain like like an accent for her because like you know if she's got like. 15 years of English accent and then moves to the to the you know west. Hello, governor. Yeah, yeah she gets a, a little bit a little <laughs> bit of uh, East Coast fucking uh, mid Atlantic shit going on, but also some like so, some drawl from the hanging with the cowboys maybe. Oh, she was about uh, 12 when she moved to Virginia. Okay, and I think she was okay. like 18 or so when she made it to South Dakota. So. Okay. Uh, yep. So she would play poker, but with uh, never sat down to play poker without a gun, which well, yeah, paid off. Well, you gotta. I was gonna say that's just good business there, like. Mm -hmm. But that did pay off one day when a man produced a knife and intended to kill her husband while she was playing with him too. Alice shot the attacker. They drug out the fresh corpse, and somebody replaced him at a player, and the game continued. <laughs> I, I like to think that there's... And the piano keeps playing. I, I, like yep. to, I like to think that there's just, like, a bench full of guys waiting for their turn to play poker. So, like, uh, when she shot the guy, there's, like, no hesitation. Like, half of them jump up, and it's like, we're getting him out of the... Yeah, who's number... Okay, now serving, number seven. Now serving. You yeah, know, it's like the DMV. I, do, yep. do, do you think they take uh, dead guy's chips and just split them between everybody at the table, or does Alice get them all because she fucking killed him? I wonder how that works. Well, she had the, she had the high hand yeah. full of lead. She's <laughs> holding a pair of sixes. <laughs> pair, pair of 45s. She marries Frank Duffield, and they move to Lake City, Colorado. There wasn't much there to do besides uh, watching the card sharps. So she got bored with housewifering. No, Margie. Your cake didn't turn out so well because you misunderstood a term in your cookbook. You'll find that your cookbook contains many terms which pertain to cooking alone. It is necessary for you to know what these terms mean before you can interpret recipes properly. And start visiting the gambling houses, which women didn't really do at the time. They would sometimes deal, but not really play themselves. It's because they didn't have any of their own money because they they were property along with their husband's money yep. in a lot of cases. So. so in short time, she became a professional uh, it helped out that she was kind of a little bit of a math genius there, too. Oh, 
Oh, she's counting cards. So her hobby became her job when her husband Frank died in a mining accident. So there you go. Convenient. Uh, one man named Jack, quote unquote, lucky hardestry, at first refused to play with her. Um, playing Pharaoh was a man's game. Yeah. But he did play eventually, telling Alice not to cry when she lost. I don't want to at- get cooties now from them cards you're discarding. <laughs> But at the end of the night, Lucky lost $1,500 to Poker Alice. Uh, yeah. He said that she just got lucky, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Says the guy whose nickname is actually Lucky. What a fucking bitch. Okay. Oh, I got Lucky, right? That's yeah. good. That's pretty good. Gotcha. So she traveled around to the gambling towns. Uh, people would just come watch her play because you know it was just a weird thing to watch women play cards yeah, it's either that or you watch the <laughs> three-legged dog in the street running in a circle or you watch a guy run up and down the street with a hoop and a stick or you know, watch, watch the bear bat. attack watch bears attack people getting off a train yeah while they're, while they're wearing little sun hats like paddington yeah i always i always picture the bears paddington Dressed hatted up. out while they're you know. <laughs> chewing on somebody's leg <laughs> Uh, she gets in the habit of whiskey and cigars. She was offered uh, $25 to sit in as a house dealer and get percentage of the winning. So that's a pretty good deal. Wow. Yeah. Kind of like how Wyatt Earp did in uh, Tombstone there. Yeah, like they say, if you, if you uh, love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. Right? No? Okay, fine. Well, if you hate your job and your life. Then everything is work. <laughs> okay. Uh, she was supposed to be an excellent shot with the pistol. Used picture frames as practice, which is always a good thing. Um, like she's her, shooting the frames or she's shooting the picture in the frame? Uh, shooting the frames using the little knobs on the picture frames as practice. So. Oh, Jesus. That's pinpoint, some yeah, pinpoint shit better, there. It's better, better than me. Uh, she does get a new husband there, but he was a part-time gambler, but, uh, she mostly had to win back most of what he lost. Man. Uh, 1874, they go to Silver City, New Mexico, one of the richest boom towns at the time. Within hours of arriving, Alice got into a feral game. Eventually she broke the bank and they walked off with the equivalent with, uh, 150,000. Good God. Today's money. Good God. But, you know, eventually with all these gamblers, they lose it too, so. Right. Well, isn't she the one that used to, like, win a shitload and then, like, fuck it, we're getting on a train, we're going to New York and, like, blow all their money in, like, three days and then come back? Yep. Yeah. Then on to Deadwood, where she became known as the Pharaoh Queen of Deadwood. The Pharaoh Queen of Deadwood... I just imagine like a, a fucking mummy like attacking Deadwood. Pharaoh Queen of Oh, Deadwood. like that kind of Pharaoh? No. Mm-hmm. Spelled a- F A R O. Bow before your queen. <laughs> Ooh, what was the th- uh, mummy? What did the mummy say on uh, uh, Aqua Teen? <laughs> curse! Friends! Curse! I got a curse for you. It's called Tomorrow Morning. Your ass is out of here. I'm going back to bed. Curse. I heard it already. I know it's a friggin' curse. Uh, well, Bill liked to play against her when he was around. 
Uh, well, Bill was supposed to have invited her to his last game, and she probably would have sat where he sat at the game with his uh, back to the door, but and that didn't quite happen. And probably would have shot the shit out of Jack McCall if he like showed up with a pistol, from the sound of it. Probably. Uh, 1910, she's been married for 34 years to her husband, Frank, but he dies of pneumonia then. She marries a year later to an obnoxious drunk. Uh, he dies on their third anniversary, so thanks for us, kids. She's whipping through them here. Like, she keeps winning them in, uh, in card games. Yeah. So the older she gets, the she gets rid of her fancy clothes from New York and starts wearing men's clothes. Uh, she gets old and gray, but still smokes the stogies. Yep, which is the famous picture of her, just big old fucking cigar hanging out of her mouth. Big old cat turd. Yep. Uh, 1913, she moves permanently to Sturgis. Yeah. She purchases a whorehouse there in saloon next to Fort Meade. And invents the uh, motorcycle. Yep. At age 62, Poker Alice used her gunfighting skills one more time. Soldiers were fighting and trashing the place. Oh, yeah. Uh, it ended up with one of them being shot by Alice. Well, she was I arrested like, but later acquitted. I like, okay, I like how that, I read about that incident. It sounded like the soldiers were fucking up her shit. Like, she, uh, big thing with her is she does all this drinking and smoking and everything, but she would never play on Sundays. That was her fucking thing. So I'm always picturing, you know, like, oh, like I said, I'm trying to figure out the accent for her, but, you know, ah, we don't play, you know, I'm trying to do more Irish, she's not Irish, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's the Lord's Day, we don't play poker, you know, and, like, apparently she did that, and these soldiers were not, and a lot, actually a lot of people in the town were like, fuck you, Alice, we want to play poker at your place on Sunday, she's like, never, you know, and the soldiers came in, and they, she wouldn't let them play poker, so they started fucking up her joint. And so apparently, oh, she shot to scare them off or warn them, but somehow she managed to shoot a shitload of them. Like, yo, I was sh shooting near his head yeah. or wherever, I, you know. I said oops. Yeah. She, she doesn't play poker on a Sunday, but she sure as fuck kill a man. <laughs> <laughs> well, which is worse. Yeah, I guess. So her health starts to go downhill. She was in pain. She was told that her gallbladder needed to be removed, but surgery was kind of risky at the time for especially a woman in her 60s. But she was a gambler through and through, went ahead with the surgery, and three weeks later she died. That was in 1930, so her estate was probably once worth millions, probably was reduced to $50 and a few possessions. And she was buried in Sturgis. She did make it to 79 years old, though, so that's Jesus. not, it's, not bad. It just keeps blowing my mind. I always forget how fucking recent all this shit is. Yeah, it's you know not what I mean? that long It's like, the, you know, so-and-so died in the 1950s. That's crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, that's like my parents were born in the 1950s. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all about uh, Poker Alice. Good old Poker Alice. I think there's Liquor still, in the uh, front. And... I, I think there's still like casinos or shit uh, in the Black Hills named after her too. Like Poker Alice sounds like. I, I think I've seen like signs for places named after her. 
I don't know. I can't. Yeah, I got, well, yeah. They like gambling happened in Deadwood, so. I'd have to look it up, but. I'm sure. Yeah. You'll have All to right. find out. Go there. Not this time. But sometime again. Uh, who, who, who's next? Uh, Kate Hornery, a.k.a. Big Nose Kate. Yay! Thanks. See, Tony, you've, you've at least seen her in a movie. That's who I was talking about when I said uh, somebody that has something to do with Erp, the Erps. Oh, yeah, she, yeah. She She's on Tombstone. She's like, oh, my loving man, like uh, Stock Holiday's girlfriend. I'm your woman. You got killed. Where does it leave me? Without a meal ticket, I suppose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. I remember, yeah, we talked about her in the, the Pandemics one. Mm-hmm. She was born in Budapest, Hungary. Uh, orphaned at age 15. Went to live with a guardian named Otto Schmidt in Davenport, Iowa, with the four siblings. Otto was nice enough to put the kids to work on the farm and abuse the shit out of them. In Hungary, you are farm tool. Oh, my God. Yep. Well, this is in Iowa. <laughs> I know, I know. It's kind, of an, it's kind of an inside joke between me and Tony and half the people and the Vic because oh. of a certain person we know, certain person we know in, or from Hungary um, was telling us about um, basically how otherly abled people are labeled while in, living in Hungary. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> oh, fucking like, crazy. Jesus Christ. Sounds like a... In Russia, plow, plow you. Pretty yeah. much. I mean, it's... Yeah. <laughs> Why you American sugar coat? Yeah. In Hungary, he is farm tool. <laughs> Pull plow in the field. I, I'm not going to say the other no. things. <laughs> no. Anyways. Uh, so, when she's about to get raped by Otto, she hits him over the head with an axe handle, knocking him out, and she runs away from home. Fuck Yeah. Goes and live with a in a, with a bunch of nuns in a convent in St. Louis. All right. Yeah. It's a twist. So that's what the movie sister act's about. Yep. Uh, actually, while she's on the run, she meets a Silas Melvin. <laughs> Silas wow. Melvin. That, if that yep. doesn't sound like a villain, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, does. he's a bad guy from a western, one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, she gets married and has a kid with him. Cholera kills them both, of course. Oh, oh, wait, kills the husband and kid, right? Yeah. Okay, I was like, well, that's the end yeah. of her, I guess. Big, big Nose Kate was not known for her being a zombie when dating uh, Doc Holliday, so... Just Doc Holliday was the zombie. Yes, She didn't, really didn't have that big of a nose. No, she season. didn't. Actually, actually, of all the ones that's kind of a looker, I'd say, you know, if I had to... Uh, I, you know, I hate to rate and objectify women in such a fashion, but uh, I'd say okay, she's Mark probably... Zuckerberg. Uh, Say she's probably, uh, <laughs> I guess, more my cup of tea. We'll put it that way. There you go. <laughs> uh, so she's broken homeless. So she goes to work for uh, Madame Triple A, not Triple A, Triple A. <laughs> Madame Triple A. Uh, <laughs> she shows up in a tow truck. <laughs> <laughs> Later, a guy named Jonas Stonebreak kills her boss and mentor, Madame Triple A. Yeah, that also doesn't exactly sound like some fucking bodice ripper, like, bad guy. Like, Yeah, Stonebreak? Is that his Jonas last name? Stonebreak, yeah. What mm -hmm. the fuck did his family do for a living? Uh, Smash Rocks. Jacks. <laughs> yeah, right. So, uh, Big Nose Kate, in turns, shoots uh, Mr. Stonebreak there, killing him. 
So she's on the run again, wandering around cow towns, working her trade, quote unquote. Uh, 1874 goes to Wichita and worked for Wyatt Earp's sister in uh, a whorehouse there. Uh, Kate claimed to have plenty of meetings between the two of them, between Wyatt Earp and Big Nose Kate. But as you can see later on, they're kind of at odds with each other. Yeah. 1875, Big Nose goes to Dodge City and meets Doc Holliday there. Uh, he loved her fiery attitude and extensive vocabulary of curse words. And she liked the fact yeah. that he looked like Val Kilmer. Yep. Except for he looked nothing like Val Kilmer. <laughs> he was coughing up blood. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, I'm into that. I got a vampire Why, fetish. Johnny Ringo. You look like somebody just walked over your grave. It looked like a vampire. Kinda. And coughing up blood, man. Yeah. Uh, so by that time, he was famous as a gambler, quick draw, even though he wasn't much of a shot in reality. Well, you just draw really quick and then shoot a lot. Like, I think he carried, like, several little pistols all over his body. So, you know, you run out, keep shooting, you know. That's one way to do it. So Big Nose tried to convince Doc that she was good for him. Uh, help him with the uh, consumption and stuff. Kind of wore him down and became a permanent fixture in his life. So he was, you know, would go up and down with the relationship there. Basically, she was kind of jealous of Earps and his relationship for, for a long time because they were uh, really close. I don't know if what, how close, but uh, we'll find well, out yeah. <laughs> someday. Uh, so Kate was devoted to him, though. Uh, when Doc stabbed a man over a poker game and taken to jail, Kate sets fire to the jail that al- and allowed him to escape. <laughs> once that again, with pretty the, fucking risky, once, man. <laughs> once again with the Old West jails. Well, it's funny. I, I, I took pictures of this, and we'll post, but I was just thinking about jail when I was since I'm here in Virginia City. One of the first things I, you see when you walk through their main thing is the jail. You know how we're always joking about, oh, yeah, and then they just picked up the ladder that was in the cell and climbed out. Or, oh, somebody left a Winchester in the, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm looking at this fucking little jail they have here. It's like two little bunks in a cabin that has a wood-burning fucking stove and a gas lamp. So if you wanted to, if you're a prisoner, you could kind of try to burn your way out as a prisoner. And then the windows are these little uh, square about the size of a CD cover you know, uh, uh, squares with like three little bars that one could very easily slip a pistol or a file or a stick of dynamite or whatever you want. You know, it's like, once again, the, the, the impenetrable jails of the old West, just fucking (laughs) until they got brick shit, man, everybody was fucked because you're just locked in a cabin. Um, they have the little jail here and then they also have the sheriff's office and that like, I I think it might've had a cage in there at one point. But all they have there right now is the two little bunks and just a pair of shackles. So you're like sitting in the sheriff's office and either staring at another prisoner while you're sitting on the bunk or like laying down with your feet just chained to the floor. And that's how you're restrained. <laughs> and like within easy reach is like, you know, a desk and like some other shit. It's, it's fucking crazy. Damn. Like, no, well, it's no wonder that a lot of these people were in a really a hurry to hang people. Before they could get the fuck away, oh, that they have makes to chase sense. them all down all over again. It's like, yeah, uh, we don't have, we can't, you know, guard this guy. We can't set guards because we got drinking to do and whoring to do, right? <laughs> we couldn't possibly do that. 
So we'll just chain him to the dirt floor of this fucking log hut. That's probably the why vigilance those committee shows up. yeah the vigilance committee started because they're sick of these fuckers like killing people and then just like running out of the jail. Yeah, yeah, climbing so, like, down the ladder that was already sitting in the thing. Or, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit. Did you anyway. forget to close the back door in the jail? Oops. Yeah, oh, fuck. We forgot to build a back wall to the jail. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they go back to Dodge City and. Uh, Doc tries to open up a dentist's office, but he's more interested in gambling and drinking all night. And plus, when you have a communicable disease, you should always be putting your bloody spittle-covered hands into people's mouths and throats and shit. It's good stuff. Like, nobody will ever catch tuberculosis from you, you know, when you're reaching uh. your un unwashed tuberculosis hand into their open mouth and just breathing right in their face. And Still, again, back to what you said at the the pandemics <laughs> one, like just Doc Holiday, like, <clears throat> like coughing in your open mouth while he's fucking <laughs> ripping a broken tooth out of your head. With like a fucking horseshoe nail puller? Yeah. <laughs> so they did fight a lot, uh, which actually Doc enjoyed, I guess. Um, he enjoyed the, all the profane curses, too. Keeps the relationship uh, spicy when she throws the full chamber pot at me and then shoots me. <laughs> uh, Wyatt Earp witnesses many a fights and suggested to Doc to quote-unquote belter one. <laughs> but Doc replies, man cannot do what he wants to in this world, but only which benefits him. Wow, that's... That's wise. I was going to almost call it woke, but no, not, <laughs> not quite. Not quite there yet. <laughs> uh, the couple moves a few more times, Colorado, New Mexico. Uh, 1879, White came through on his way to Tombstone and convinced Doc to join up with him. Of course, this pissed off Kate. Um, by March 1881, Kate moved to Tombstone following Doc. Um he was looking pretty bad from the consumption, and but she was still jealous of the herbs and let him know it at any any time she could. So basically, if you're a huge like herb family fan, she's kind of the Yoko. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so a night of March fifteenth, eighteen eighty one, a stage was held up, and the driver and passenger killed. Uh, Big Nose Kate gets drunk and angry, and tells the sheriff that Doc did it. <laughs> yeah, but when she sobers up, she recanted the story and the charges were dropped. Damn, Jesus, that's, that, that's that's some crying wolf shit there. Like, yeah, that's that's some that's some trailer park shit. Call the cops <laughs> on your fucking husband. <laughs> he robbed the Don't thing. take him. I love him. Yeah, <laughs> but but ma'am, you said he just hit you with an axe handle. No, he didn't. He he never hurt hair on my head. Well, why do you have a gaping lesion in your scalp? Oh, that's from my curling iron. Like, <laughs> fuck. Doc was pissed and bought her a one-way ticket back to Globe, Arizona. Uh, she did return one more time, at least according to her, to witness the shootout at the Oakley Dokley Corral there from a boarding house window. Then <laughs> went back to Globe in her whorehouse and spent a lot of time there. So she had, like, box, box seats to shoot out at the OK Corral and then just went home? Mm -hmm. Like watching a hockey game? Yeah. I mean, you it kind of sounds like bullshit, but, you know, whatever. 1887, she gets word that Doc was near the end, so she travels to Colorado to be with him at his brother's farm in Glenwood Springs. 
Doc died uh, November 8th, 1887. The following year, uh, year, she remarried a blacksmith named George Cummings. Kate left uh, shortly after exchanging vows. Uh, George <laughs> later commits suicide. <laughs> oh. Wow! So she finally passes away in 1940 after years and years what? of What? fucking 40? Mm-hmm. My old man was born in 1941. Yeah. That's that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Fuck. At, what what did you say? Did. What age did you say she died at? She would have been. She was born in 1850. Yeah, 1850. So, so 91. She was 90 or 90. Yeah. yeah. That's still just once again lifestyle like that in that time period when people were dying when they're like fucking 40 from standing near a cow, you know. And these fuckers are all just... It, plus, she's, like, fucking a tuberculosis guy. You yeah. Know? Well, I mean, uh, I like, mean, the, these these people are made out of different stuff, I guess. I mean, if you can survive is, a lot of the bullshit happening in the Wild West, like, you're going to fucking be okay. Well, some of them, but like I said, some of them, like, look at a dog and they die. Yeah. You know, or like, oh, I drank milk on a Wednesday. Fucking, ugh, you know, like, <laughs> there's all sorts of weird shit, like... I, you know, lived next to the butcher shop, and the fumes from the meat killed me, or, you know, oh, like, I don't know. <laughs> so, either, some of them, I, I guess some of them were, like, fucking X-Men, and some of them were made out of tissue paper. How the West Was Fucked will be right back. Hi, I'm Todd Woodruff from Guns, Germs, and Steel. What do we sell? Solutions. Solutions to all your problems. Are strangers talking to you in public? The BOGO Mace is for you. We call it BOGO because it's got two personal security tools in one. It's an easily concealable one-handed offense implement featuring a three-pound spiked ball and a 10-inch chain. Just flip open the bottom cap on the handle to dispense our maximum potency military-grade pepper spray. No one will ever ask you for a cigarette again. Got a pesky neighbor? Try the Boomstick. This 12-gauge double-barrel Remington is GGS's top of the line. Made in Grand Rapids, Michigan, this sweet baby retails for just $109.95. Features a walnut stock, cobalt blue steel, and a hair trigger. Daughter's boyfriend doesn't know his place. This plus four two-handed battle axe is the biggest melee weapon that we make. Don't let its size fool you, there's nothing awkward or clumsy about this axe. Yes, it's big and meant to be carried over the shoulder, but it's very well balanced and easily wielded at people of larger stature and strength. Try double wielding this beautiful matched pair of authentic Japanese katanas and earn the respect from your peers and enemies that you deserve. So come see us inside the Miles City Westfield Shopping Center, two stalls down from the Orange Julius, and remember, for every $200 you spend, you get to pick a vial of biological horrors from the virus rack. See us today at Guns, Germs, and Steel. Ladies of the West are cut from a different cloth, and they expect more from their feminine napkins. Introducing from Bronson Swagger, Montana Maxi Pads. We take a whole three-month-old lamb and stick it twixt your legs. That's what it is, just a newborn lamb. Caution, your maxi pad might run away. Introducing Montana Maxi Pads, not guaranteed to attract bears. That's Montana Maxi Pads from Bronson Swagger. 
So let's get back to Bell Star. How about that? Okay. She's the one I found the least amount of information about. Well, she was born Myra May Bell Shirley, because you got to have three first names. Complicated names, yeah. Yep. Just in case, got like nice backup names. So she was born 1848 in Carthage, Missouri. Uh, her parents were actually well-educated, wealthy inn owners. Uh, as her father also had some law experience. That's why people called him the judge. Ooh. They raised their kids to be well-heeled and educated. Not healed, but, you know, obedient. Well, well-heeled? Oh, like heel, dog? Training? Yes, yep. Of? Yep, smack her on the nose with a newspaper. She actually went to school to the Carthage Female Academy. Wow. Which probably isn't as impressive it seems since they, you know, believed in those days if you taught a female anything, they turned into a witch. So it's probably just like academy for how to like iron, like so shit. Well, uh, they taught her music and horseback riding. Heresy! Uh, if she rides a horse, like her monthly will kill her. Uh, she probably still side saddle anyway. Oh, that's that solves everything here. Yeah. But they taught yep. her music and horseback riding at the same time. Right, so she can play the fiddle, the play the fiddle while she's like bouncing doing, around on a uh, horse. No, she played piano on the horse. Oh, shit. That's even more impressive. <laughs> so being raised around the inn, though, let uh, Belle experience many different people, and most of them were, you know, rough and tough customers there. Uh, she started working at the inn at 15, dealing faro, and won quite a bit. And a lot of gamblers thought it was, uh, you know, an easy pickings, a bunch of 15-year-old girl trying to but uh, she was a lot better than they were, and she won a lot. Probably because she wasn't shit-faced the entire time. Probably. Uh, her brother joins local Confederate guerrillas in the bloody Kansas thing with Quantrill's Raiders. Uh, bloody Kansas the gang thing? Was that a battle? Oh, yeah. I'm reading up on it right now. Ah, so this is during uh -huh. the Civil War, before it? Before it. Well, but like, um, well, before injury wasn't like Bloody Bill was. Oh yeah, 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 bleeding Kansas, but you know, and a little bit after too, I think. Yep, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll talk about those assholes later. <laughs> Turns out they were a bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> they sound Amazing, like upstanding huh? dudes. I don't understand. <laughs> well, with a name like Raiders, you know, they got to be wholesome. And yes, that is a dig at you fucking L.A. Well, they're not even L.A. anymore. Oakland. Vegas. They're Vegas now. Yeah. Whenever whenever we have football again, if ever. Yep. A whole new town to curb stomp people in. Yep. Because that's what Raider fans do. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Mike Korea. <laughs> uh, so she served as a spy for the Raiders there. Uh, she rode around town and farms under the guise of uh, social calls, but she was out spying. Uh, winter 1862, she was arrested for spying, was held for a short time, and then released. And then immediately tipped off her brother that she was arrested and gave him a head start to get the hell out of town. So who's she spying for? Houses. The uh, Confederates. Confederates. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yep. 
So among the other Quantel Raiders were Cole and Bob Younger and Frank and Jesse James. Yep. Whom she would later hang out with after the war. Who I'm fucking surprised, uh, once again, not to beat a dead horse, I'm surprised there's not, like, Fort Jesse James somewhere, or Fort, like, Bill Quint, Quantrell, or... Probably because they weren't regular army. Yeah. Naming all these other southern posts after fucking literally the people the army was fighting against, but sure. Anyway. Uh, so after the war, uh, her father was kind of financially ruined, and so they go to Texas when she was 18. As you do. Yep. She spent most of her time playing cards in Dallas. Uh, not making her pappy happy, but keeping them afloat in money. Uh, she was also probably... Uh, frequently visitors included James and the younger boys, so who knows what kind of relationship they actually had. Right. Um, uh, Bell kept them entertained by dealing poker, though. There she met a Confederate soldier turned bandit, Jim Reed. They were married within 24 hours of meeting. Holy shit. It seems like she she has good decision-making skills. It's proven. Mm -hmm. Her father objects to this for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Because also Jim made his living stealing horses from union families. Uh, yep. So after they get married, they have to go on the lamb, and Bell would visit him in all these different hideouts that he would uh, take up. So she still worked dealing cards. Jim was running a gang with a led by, or running with a gang, led by a Cherokee Indian named Tom Starr. Amazing how she might adopt that name later on. Uh, 1870, Jim kills somebody during a robbery and goes to California, then to Fort Smith. So he's making a lot of miles. Uh, Bell goes on him with a few robberies, and she's kind of thrilled with the whole experience. Jim's bounty gets up to four thousand uh, dollars. Bell suggested that he cut back on the robbery, though. <laughs> I thought you were going to say she turns him the fuck in for the money. Yeah, so I was thinking too. Yeah, she should have because uh, he responds by hanging out with women that didn't object to him robbing. Oh, that'll show her. He makes it to 1874 before he's shot and killed by a, a fellow highwayman. Uh, two years later, uh, Bell's father died, so now she's alone and broke. Um, and she decides to follow in Jim's footsteps because it worked out so well from him. For of course. Him. Yeah. She sends her two kids away, and she took up with Jim's old gang. All right, Mommy's going to send you to camp for the summer, and uh, she's going to stay home and make some money. <laughs> uh, you guys have fun. Yeah. So she took up with the gang, taking part in the actual stealing, too. Uh, her first arrest was in 1879 for horse theft, but charmed her way out, and the person didn't press charges. Quote-unquote charmed. Uh, mm -hmm. Suckers. Cop, cop pulls you over for speeding, and you start crying, that kind of thing. Yep. Did she at least get to keep the horse? Mm, I don't know. I didn't hear from the horse on this one. Oh, man. They never interview the horses. They're usually impounded. There's like evidence room just full of horses. 
And a and a bindle of cocaine. Yeah. Yep. And a jar of pink slime from Ghostbusters 2. You! Mm-hmm. You worthless piece of slime! So the band Outlaws had up to 50 guys at a time, including Jim French, Blue Duck, and Jack Spaniard. So this is in Oklahoma, so you get a lot of uh, Cherokee and other Indians kind of mixing up with everybody. When Blue Duck, uh, Larry McMurtry uh, uh, stole the name for um, his villain from like, Lonesome Dove, uh, you know, not really based off the same guy. You know, he is supposed to be a half-native, like, outlaw kind of guy, but they make him far worse, I think, McMurtry did. But I just always, even as a kid watching that show, I was like, wow, that's not a that's not a real scary name. For, you know, oh, fuck, look out, here comes Blue Duck. Quack, quack, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I would have I would have taken a uh, a nom de guerre if I was blue duck and like bloody duck or yeah fucking killer death duck or <laughs> well bloody duck they did use ducks for tampons back in the day so that yeah. cannot be true it is not <laughs> it is most definitely not just reminds me of that that guar video where uh, Slim, I think it was Slimester Hyman like they made like a like a weird ad for a. Uh, sheep tampons she's like if you're on your period and like yanks a whole sheep out of her you know hoo-ha yeah that's pretty awesome that doesn't sound like my gore yeah <laughs> oh yeah old daniel scam rest in peace baby uh so blue duck loses all the money that he borrowed from the gang in a crooked poker game so bill Stark goes back and robbed it from the cheats at gunpoint well, it's return on your investment. I get you know it's like a eighteen hundreds four hundred one k. So about this time, Bill gets involved with the the leader Sam Star there, and they get married June fifth, eighteen eighty. They spend their honeymoon wrestling cattle. Uh, they're also arrested in eighteen eighty three by Bass Reed. He's a brilliant scientist with a dream. I want to walk again, but what he becomes. We'll defy imagination. What are you, man? From the writer of Batman and the director of Darkman. Put all your money and jewels in the bag. You won't win. Comes a new breed of superhero. Who are you? Call me the Mantis. Mantis premieres Friday, August 26th. Mm-hmm. And both of them serve nine months. Um, after that, they return to their life of crime. Sam was shot and killed at an uh, office Christmas party in 1886. <laughs> I think it was just a Christmas party. I must have just put office there. <laughs> it must have been one hell of an office Christmas party. I am, yeah. I am very, I am very definitely picturing Kevin Malone just shooting his ass and <laughs> like he bleeds out on the copier. Yeah, exactly. Me want cookies. And then Creed, and then Creed comes and takes his wallet. <laughs> and then, and then Dwight shoots Kevin. Maybe I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, why didn't that show have more murder to it? Because they wouldn't let Dwight. They were always taking away his shit. He was trying. Yeah. yeah. Bill was arrested two more times, but charges were dismissed every time due to lack of evidence. Uh, she had many lovers, maybe Cole Younger, Jack Spaniard, and Jim July, whom she married in February. <laughs> oh, uh, actually... I like to dismiss for lack of evidence. I can watch. Here, here's the here's the, here's the court proceeding. It's like you know they bring her into like 
you know, Isaac Hayes and, you know, like, ah, uh, Your Honor, I don't believe my client is guilty. As you can see, she is a woman. They are incapable of shooting guns, riding horses, or <laughs> thievery. Uh, the Lord has put them only on this earth to procreate, bake pies, and iron. So, as you see, she clearly cannot be guilty, and you must let her go free. Case dismissed. <laughs> Actually, that February 3rd, 1889, she goes back to Fort Smith, Arkansas, with her new husband for a court date. Uh, she decides to go back early and uh, was shot from her horse. Then, a few more times while she was laying on the ground. Yep. It Apparently, was... Well, like I say, there, I, I read three different versions of how this went down. So, I don't know which one you got, but you start. The, the one I have is uh, probably it was a wanted man named Edgar Watson who did it. Or her son, whom she argued with in public the day before. But anyway, the murder was never solved, but go ahead. See, I had one where a guy said uh, she was uh, on her way there. She was at a saloon or some shit. And a dude asked her to dance, and she said, fuck you, and did not. And apparently he, like, followed her when she left town and killed her. There there was that one. Or oh, the first incel. Or kind of, yeah. Uh, and then uh, there was also just, like, it... Uh, they no speculation of who did it, but probably somebody she had wronged that apparently like blasted her off her horse with a shotgun and then uh, took her shotgun and then gave her both barrels to the head and neck while she was laying on the ground, which... See, what I heard was the horse shot her. Yeah. I'm just saying the one's very close, close casket sounding. Like... Yeah, for sure. Fuck, dude. Either which way. Well, that was the end of her. Uh, she made it to 40 years old. What, she didn't pull through having her head and neck dispersed by a 12-gauge? I can't believe it. Hey, man, 40 no, years old not. is very respectable back in those days. Mm-hmm. Well, as we've learned earlier today, apparently it's fucking not. Everyone else was 90 shit and, you know. Yeah, that's. She must have just mean, been one of the tissue paper people. Exactly. Can't absorb those shotgun blasts to the head and neck. <laughs> what a pussy. I'm allergic to lead. Yeah. Jesus. Anyway. So let's move on to Ella Watson, a.k.a. Cattle Kate. Uh, spoiler alert, she wasn't actually a cow. Oh, I was imagining her like, uh, you remember that cartoon from like the 90s called The Real Cowboys of Moo Mesa, where everybody was trying to make a fucking new Ninja Turtles, so they're like mutant cow. Like, dudes that were Doesn't does Coindexters have the game? Yeah, the video, yeah. It's the Mesa to the western skies With the sound of a thousand cattle drives A chosen few would see the light And find the wrong with right Up on the Mesa Oh! 
I used to love that show, man. It is literally uh, what was what was the there's the exact same game only with humans. Uh, what the hell was it called? Uh, I mean, it's kind of like Golden Axe. No, but there was a cowboy one that uh, they, they were cow like cowboy cowboy. They were man man boy cowboys and <laughs> man cows. Or no, they weren't man cows. <laughs> they weren't okay. They Mad weren't cow man, in the morning. They weren't fucking minotaur cowboys. They were cowboy cowboys. Gotcha. They're, Humans, humans with cowboy hats. Yes, the cowboys yeah, of Mubasa are straight up like like minotaurs with minotaurs. cowboy hats on. Yeah. Yes, but there's another game identically. Even the fact like the shooting because they're all you know western. The shooting and the dynamite barrels you blow up and all that shit is the same, except for nobody's a minotaur. I guess there's. Oh, so they must identical. have just taken the, they must have taken the same fucking game and just like yeah, just changed the sprites for it. Yeah, exactly. But I can't remember the life for the life of me the name of that other game. I'll figure it out. Do you remember a video game called Narc? Fuck yeah. yeah. They were playing Narc in the first Ninja Turtles movie at the Foot Clan fucking club. Oh, really? Yeah. And Narc they was, were... like, pretty graphic for its time. Like, oh, it's um, crazy, yeah. They'd all burn up and shit. You know what I realized, like, way too late in the game? Like, like very, like within, like, the last, I don't know, six months or something? I went back and watched Ninja Turtles, the first movie, and fucking, uh, uh, God damn it, one of the, one of the... One of the group leaders in the Foot Clan, like he's he's tr- like helping keep track of all the, the you know teenage punks and shit, uh, is played by fucking Sam Sam Rockwell, a really? very young Sam. Yeah, you remember that scene? Or it's like uh, check it out, man. Anything you guys want, we got. Anything you want to do, do it. Know what I'm saying? Anything. You got any cigarettes? Regular or menthol? Yeah, that's Sam Rockwell. Oh, shit. Yeah. I haven't watched OG Ninja Turtles in a while. I'll have to revisit it. It holds up. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Great movie. It's just as good as it was. Definitely. some Like, even a little better, just because, you know, I can understand more shit. And I realize that's Sam Rockwell in it. Why well, just remember the... Is that the one with Vanilla Ice? That's the second one. That's oh, part yeah. two. Secret of the Ooze. When instead of using Bebop and fucking Rocksteady like normal people, they made up completely new, weird... Yeah, why the fuck would you do that? Because they're idiots. I don't know. Yeah. That, that bummed me out when I saw it for the first time. Went to the theater and it was like, oh, sweet. It's going to be Bebop and Rocksteady. Nope. Razor and fucking... Toka. Toka. There we go. Fucking snapping turtle and a wolf. First of all, cool. Our heroes are already turtles. Pick something else. A fucking giraffe. I don't care. <laughs> oh, that would have been so tight. I think he would have got his ass kicked trying to fit oh, through dude. doorways. Donatello just smacked like a bow to the fucking neck. He's done after one hit. Michelangelo just kneecaps him. No. Yeah. But yeah, wolf. Okay, we already we're also familiar with the concept of a man wolf. That's that's been around for a minute or two. Yeah. You know, anthropomorphic wolves. You know, since the dawn of humanity, like werewolves have been a thing and. You know, Lon Chaney did it best first, I guess, you know, on film. But whatever. Technically, the anyway. first, werewolf, first werewolf I remember from movies from the original Nosferatu, and it's played by an ard wolf, which is not a wolf. It's a hyena, but <laughs> that's silent film. Matt Shrek. Anyway. Tangent Anyway, result. Narc makes an appearance in the Miami connection, too, so. I just watched that today. Oh, sweet. Wait, is it? Yeah. 
trying to remember where that was. It in like the dude's burger shop or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. God, what a fucking great movie. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We have a special treat for you today. We have a new house band with a new dimension in rock and roll. We have the one, the only, Dragon Sound. This band is the only family I have. They're all black belts in Taekwondo and they're pretty bad. I don't want you to mess it up by going out with a secondary musician like that John character. They came in to play goddamn songs for kids! Not escape the Miami Ninja! Rock and roll band, and I use that term very loosely, is also Taekwondo uh, masters, and they have to fight Taekwondo, a gang. Taekwondo. Oh, Taekwondo. shit. All right. That's that's the movie wreck for this one. <laughs> you got to go see that fucking movie if you haven't already. Uh, Cattle Kate was born in 1860 in Ontario. 1877, she moves to Lebanon, Kansas. Uh, she married a William Pickle in November 1879. He invented the pickle. That, that is definitely the name of somebody that dies early. Well, he, <laughs> he's he got, like, this shitty suit, like a fucking bowler hat. Uh, uh, Kate, <laughs> could you, uh, like, uh... Little Gomez Adams mustache. Okay, it's Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman with a Gomez Adams uh, mustache, only with, like, a lacy cravat <laughs> instead of his little bow tie. He's a tender little guy. Yeah. Bill Pickle. Well, Bill Pickle was an abusive drunk who would horsewhip her. Oh. So she moves back home and tells her father. Uh, her father intimidated Pickle to never come back again. So that was the end of that. There you go. <laughs> she filed for divorce and moved to Denver against her parents' wishes. And, of course, she took up whoring cause, and seamstress and cook. Did you hear the one about the seamstress? She couldn't menstruate. Uh, she follows the railroad out to Cheyenne and Rollins, Wyoming. Hey, I just, um, I literally just went through there just a little bit ago. Rollins. Wow. It was, you. it was a small town in the Rockies, flat part of the Rockies. I think that's where the penitentiary is, so I'm sure you Probably. can meet all sorts of 
Is that where the baseballs? That's where the baseballs come from. Yeah. Yep. Well, at least the cows that make the baseballs. And then different spelling, but Henry. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of cows working in a factory making baseballs. Sorry. <laughs> making baseballs out of their own calves. Yeah. <laughs> It'll grow back. It's just skin. The horror. The horror. Uh, 1886, she meets uh, Jim Averill in Rollins and falls in love. This is also the time of the cattle wars in Wyoming. Jim was a small-time rancher and merchant along the Oregon Trail, junction with uh, Rollins and Lander Trail, right at the crossroads there. Jim was kind of a squared-away dude who was a pain in the ass to the Stockman's Association. Uh, he became uh, the spokesperson of the small ranchers, which didn't really bode well for him in the near future. He wrote letters to the editor of the Casper Papers, and he had the large landowners prove their claims on their land where they were trying to kick off the little guys. So you can see kind of the future written on the wall for this guy. Right. It's like, I want your shit. You're going to have an accident. Mm -hmm. So Kate moves in with Jim. Jim got her a ranch of her own from the Homesteader Act. Uh, Kate was an attraction around the store. Men would come from miles around just to look at a real live woman. <laughs> oh God, that's got to be fucking disturbing to be be her in that time. See, I was being pretty, I was being pretty facetious about how women were treated. Well, kind of facetious about how women were treated, but yeah, when you play flat out, play the "Come see the woman, live woman, only two days only." One haypenny lets you see the woman. Two haypennies lets you look at her shoulder. <laughs> look, she has two eyes and a nose. Some say she can even read. <laughs> Is she a witch? Yes. Probably. But as time kind of went on, Jim became more pre occupied with fighting the Stockman's Association and ignored Kate. She went back to her old trade of whoring. You were a good whore. Uh, sometimes accepting stolen cows as payment. <laughs> Which I don't know how you do that. Yeah, what's yeah. the exchange, exchange rate on a cow? <laughs> Let me check my wallet. Oh, let's see. I have a cow here. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you make change from a cow? It's like a whole cow and then like um, a loin and a couple t-bones and uh yeah i guess were they already butchered were they live i think they're alive <laughs> or you'd be like yeah i don't have any money here's a cow now you owe me three more three more nights of squirming in the dark yep. yeah squirming <laughs> in the dark because that's what a cow exchange rate is you just start buying shit i want to carry around a bag of like guinea pigs or something and just like <laughs> go get cigarettes just slap down two guinea pigs <laughs> That'd work in the, like, Ecuadorian market or something, but... Yeah? I don't know. Uh, so that's how she got her uh, name, was from accepting stolen cows as payment for whoring. Oh! Uh, <laughs> so the Stockman's Association accuses Jim of being a rustler. Um, she earned those cows fair and square, goddammit. That's right. Uh, Jim believed the accusation against Kate's stolen cows, too, 
which they accused uh, of Jim of being rustled because Kate had rustled cows, but he didn't do anything. The two never really talked about it, where she got the cows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those? Don't worry about those. You got 20 more cows here. Well, they had calves overnight. They're yeah, full right. grown. <laughs> and they're all different colors. And they're branded. Different brands. <laughs> July 20th, 1889, Cattle King Albert Bothwell had a meeting with the stockman. And they all agreed to ride out to Jim's and give him one more ultimatum. They come to Kate's place first. Uh, they point a rifle at her, telling her to get in the wagon. Uh, then they go to Jim's place. The posse told Jim that they had a warrant for his arrest. Jim asked to see it. Instead, they just pointed his, uh, their guns at him. And that said, this is our warrant. I, I don't think that's really, really true. No. You know, I, I think you actually have to have a piece of paper, not just a rifle. Yeah. Well, you're, you're using cash or... Uh... Whenever, you know, live mammals are cash, I suppose a rifle can be paper. I mean, we're, we're having alchemy day here, you know. <laughs> so one of Jim's ranch hands, kind of watching the whole thing from uh, a bush or something. His name's Frank Buchanan. That really paints hey. a picture. I'm picturing like Barney Fife, like just crouched behind a bush. Like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. They go out to a dry creek bread. Uh, then they throw some ropes around of uh, scrub pine that hung over the canyon floor. Uh, Frank opened fire at him, but when the cattlemen shot back, Frank took off for the sheriff. I think Frank actually even he had even already went and got their neighbor to help, like one of the neighbors that was so friendly. Oh, I think so too, but I think they both took off. Yeah, they got outgunned, basically, but yeah, he wasn't all by his lonesome, though. He had to, you know. So they asked Kate how much she weighed. She said, should I sit on your lap to find out? And they pick a sturdy branch and threw a rope around it. Kate cursed them as cowards. Jim assured them once they put the ropes around their necks, they're, they're not really going to hang us. Then they pushed them off the wagon. Uh, they push them off the wagon. The fall wasn't long enough to break their necks, though. So the crowd kind of had to watch and them strangle to death. For 20 minutes, all, all uh, Henry, Henry Plummer. <laughs> so I, I thought this would be a lot cooler. You know, in my head, when we were planning it out, I thought it was going to be bang, bang, snap. You know, like, but man, I don't, I don't know about this. Like, you know. <laughs> I kind of feel icky. I thought this was going to be kind of a positive day now. I mean, and I just kind of want to go home and sit by the fire and kind of think about my life. I, I don't know. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad television was finally invented so you didn't have to watch, like, you know, trains blow up and smash into each other and people get hung and tied to fucking <laughs> buildings. So after this, all the uh, Cattlemen Association, they go their separate ways never to speak of it again. Uh, Kate's ranch hand, uh, or the Buchanan guy, leads the sheriff to see them uh, blowing in the wind there. Six men were arrested, but the trial was kind of a farce from the beginning. Uh, witnesses began to disappear, including Buchanan. So, whoops. wonder what happened to him. Oh, uh, he went to uh, Maine. <laughs> 
He's on vacation. So everybody got off. Jim's house was torn down. The lumber used for something else. Uh, the ringleader, Albert Bothwell, bought Kate's house for $14.19. And he drug it to his ranch and used it for an ice house. <laughs> One Lukey Lou found Kate's moccasins and kept them. Now they're at the State Historical Museum there in uh, Wyoming. Okay. Whoa. So that was 1889. Yeah, and she was born in what? Uh, 1860, so she didn't quite get 40 either. No. No. Well, uh, yeah, well, I mean, I guess the, the two that died young uh, had the thing in common where they both managed to either they, they all got murdered I guess yeah I guess the murder the murder has a, a more uh, uh, success rate than the diseases I guess is what we're learning here the murder was a little more efficient yeah yeah we got time for one more save the best for last Madam Mustache aka Eleanor Dumont she was born in 1829 in New Orleans. She was probably at least part Creole. I was just saying, everything I read speculated that, like, they didn't know for sure, but they were all like, ah, oh, I think she's from New Orleans, just because of the, the Frenchness. Well, could have been. Who knows? Uh, she makes her way to San Francisco in 1849, beginning as a gambler and card dealer. Uh... He, she liked 21. Uh, she was known as elegant and aloof and kept her cool at the card table. Well, so she, uh, she liked remind, 21. Remind, yeah, I was going to elaborate on that. 21 is a precursor to blackjack. Okay, that's what I was like thought. but Yeah, I was just going to say. Uh, I have it like vignette un, as they called it. What? It must have been the French pronunciation. Yeah, 21. It wasn't quite uh, blackjack yet. It was just you know, the, the game before that. that, that well, I, game. Said, I said predecessor. Yes. Uh, she opens up her own gambling parlor in Nevada City, California. She tried to make it a classy one with no swearing allowed. <laughs> That's and what only makes it allowed classy. well-groomed gentlemen. So, like, Charlie Utter is in there by himself. Yep. Because <laughs> everybody else doesn't bathe. So she kind of kept her private life private at the time. No romantic partners were known. She took her success and opened up a second establishment with a New York gambler named David Tobin. Tobin's Spirit Guide, official Ghostbusters edition. But in a few years, the gold played out and Eleanor left for Columbia, California. After a couple more years, uh, she quit gambling and bought a farm near Carson City, Nevada. Though she knew nothing of critters or animals, uh, she was kind of lonely and out of her element. She met a guy named Jet McKnight, who swept her off her feet. But, uh, of course, McKnight was a con man and disappeared with all her money. There you go. So she had to sell her ranch. I'm picturing like her rant when you say she has a ranch when she knows nothing of critters. It's like the people that invested heavily in alpacas. Oh man, there's gonna be like the next gold rush. Get these fucking alpacas and then you sell their fur, man, and then you'll make millions. And then now you just have like, like yeah, alpacas have great fur, but nobody buys it, I guess. So all these people invested in alpacas. So it's a recent. 
happening? That was it's like the late nineties, early two thousands. Okay. They'd have commercials on TV about it and everything. Really? Like start raising it's like a llama, only less shitty and cuter. Oh look, you can shave it and you actually make a profit. Well, yes, ideally, if there was if you replace the sheep entirely with alpaca, yes, yes, you could. But the infrastructure wasn't there. Oh man. But you still they, drive by places and they'll just be like spare alpacas like hanging out. I had a friend in high school whose uh, her parents uh, ran a uh, ranch. It was um, fuck. Why can't I think right now? Not ostrich. The other flightless stripe emu. Yeah, they had an emu ranch. And so every time we went over to her house for like you know get-togethers and stuff with like a bunch of you know a bunch of kids our age or whatever, uh, her dad was like always like giving us like uh, emu jerky. That shit is fucking. It's awesome. It's like the only red red meat bird, I guess, in the in the world. I've had an emu burger. I found it to be greasy. Yeah. Uh, uh, by Kildeer, there's a guy that raises emu and a bunch of yaks and shit. And for the gas station in town at their little cafe, you could eat all this exotic meat. So I had to try an emu burger. It was it was like duck, I guess. I would yeah. compare it. It's somewhere between duck and beef. Yeah, I'm I'm sure though. And emus are fucking dicks. Yeah, I was gonna say, welcome to Jurassic asshole. Park, motherfucker. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like Leah. Like, what, what was Leah's dad's llama or Leah's llama? Will? God damn it! Now that's gonna bother me. I'll find out. But yeah, just spit at everything. Yeah, but like you. Well, I know people keep those around sometimes because apparently they're fucking mean and they're nearsighted. And they're not scared of coyotes, so they'll put them out with their sheep. And so if it thinks it sees a coyote, it kind of like squints its eyes and comes charging towards it to, so it can see it. You're still talking about llama? Yes. <laughs> I think that's why people initially started having those on farms. Because you still see them on ranches and shit sometimes. Yeah. Like, uh, but I think they were supposed to be like coyote, anti-coyote patrol. <laughs> but it's mostly because they're nearsighted as shit and they'll just come running directly towards the coyote. I just said, what the fuck? When you said anti-coyote. Anti-coyote patrol, I just imagine like a llama with a fucking sash, like a hall monitor sash, you know, and like a clipboard and fucking, hey, you, hey, get over here. Like handing out citations to coyotes. Or like the roadrunner got tired of his shit and goes all like first blood Rambo style. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dun, 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 tying the bandana around that little feather thing on his head. <laughs> loading an M60, waiting for the fucking coyote to come. All right, we did it. We finally got way, way, way off topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay! Hooray. I think the Ninja Turtles already did that, but oh yeah. Uh, so she tracks down McKnight, who stole all her money, and she gave them both barrels. Literally, she denied it at the time, but uh, was never charged with the crime. But later in life, confessed to killing him. That's awesome. But now she was broken alone and went back to gambling. So she kind of would move constantly between all these mining towns in the West. Bannock Fort Benton in Helena, Montana. Salmon in Silver City, Idaho. Uh, Eureka in Virginia City, Nevada. Deadwood in Tombstone. And finally Bodie, California. Which is one of the, the best preserved ghost towns out there, I guess. Really? How do you spell that, Bodie? Bodie, B-O-D-I-E. Okay. I'm wondering if that's why uh, uh, Spooky named the heroine from the mummy thing that. Oh, maybe. Yeah, because he did a lot of research when he was when he was uh, 
writing that thing. I bet he did because most of the names have kind of a double entendre kind yeah. of thing. Guys, so, nobody, nobody listening knows what we talk about except for Kathy. Yeah, Kathy knows, but you will Hi, know. Kathy. Yeah, you will. <laughs> so over the years, she filled out after puberty and grew her patented mustache. Yep. After that, she kind of became less influential with the minors, keeping them under control and not swearing. Wait, she uh, grew a mustache? Yes. Okay. Yeah. She's kind of called a mustache for a very, not very nuanced reason. Gotcha. I just wasn't <laughs> sure if I didn't know exactly why. Now, here's the fucking thing. Will Will is very fond of, like, throwing that picture of Madam Mustache up with a little mustache. I have also seen that same picture without the mustache. So that that means the question is, was the mustache added later or was it removed and a lip was added? Um, I, I would I would say in the 1800s, it'd be a lot easier to take a pencil and draw a fucking mustache on something like yeah. yearbook style than the opposite. I would say that. But uh, but the, still, when you Google Madam Mustache, the one with the uh, like the Ron Swanson mustache, pretty much is the one that pops up all the time. So, it's, even though her, like, her 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 actual mustache was described as a thin line of black hair on her upper lip, I was gonna say like like most ladies I've seen with like facial hair, it's not a whole lot. It's just enough to be like you know noticeable. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect her to have just like a big big ass like bushy mustache. Well, and the picture, you know, the picture, the picture that circulates the internet the most of her, it's not like super huge, but it's, you know, to the corners of the mouth, you know, it's, 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 it's an unmistakable mustache in that one picture Will has. I've also seen other ones with, with different interpretations. So I, I kind of call bullshit on the, uh, on the famous one. I think that was doctored, but just say it. Unsolved mysteries. We'll throw a couple up side by side and have people vote on which one's real. Well, I was saying because you've seen the Tucker Carlson shit where he keeps on like throwing up pictures of quote unquote Seattle, except for it's fucking Jacksonville when shit's still on fire, and he keeps on photoshopping the same guy with a rifle in all these pictures. Yeah, yeah. Fox News just were pressured to take that down. It's a straight up doctored fucking photo. Yeah. What the fuck? So that's I'm just saying that's been going on for some time. Yeah. You know. Don't spoil my my favorite heroine of the Old West. <laughs> I thought that's what we were here to do. Oh, okay. I thought that was literally what we, we do every week. Oh, we're spoiling everybody's good time. Exactly. Anyway, she becomes a little more rough, swip, uh, switching from champagne to whiskey. Uh, her establishments get more and more uh, second rate. And the novelty of a woman uh, dealing uh, cards to you was kind of fading, too. There was actually women in these mining towns, so you just couldn't, you know, go to a place and just watch a woman. Ah, uh, so the guy that that was his old deal, he kind of went bust. He's like, damn it. I have to find something else. They flooded the market. I need, so, like, an al albino or somebody that's double-jointed or something. <laughs> So now she becomes a real madal, madam and becomes a, a prostitute, too. Uh, it was in Bannock in the 1860s where she got her mustache moniker. Uh, drunk Miner called her that, and sadly it stuck. I don't think you would call that, uh, call her Madam Mustache to her face, though. They actually, okay. Probably that, not very that, nice. 
that's a different story than what I just read here in uh, Virginia City. Uh-oh, do they claim? They claim it was given to her in Deadwood and was written about in the paper. I oh. don't have it on me, but they were actually like, oh, you know, she has, you know, she's only, she, like, nobody knew her real name. They just call her Madam Mustache because of the line of, you know, they describe it. And it's like, you know, they described her as like, kind of like just charm, like kind of round and charming. And like had the French, like, oh, Monsieur, Monsieur, would you like to play? Like they actually kind of gave her like a th- uh, four star, like Yelp review <laughs> in the supposed like Deadwood thing that I was reading. I'll, I'll, I, I got a picture of it saved on my phone, which I can't access right now because I'm using it to record this, but I'll s- send it up the pipeline so you can read the uh, the more flattering description of how she got her name. But anyway. In Fort Benton, Montana, she saw a steamboat pull up. Oh, yeah. But Just it was reported to, yep, reported to have smallpox victims on it. So she jumps aboard and uh, points her derringers at the captain, telling him not to uh, make a stop there and save the town from smallpox, supposedly. Whoa. But she was at Deadwood, like Bo said, during the rush of uh, 76. That's kind of... The TV show dropped the ball on that. They really should have had a Madam Mustache on the TV show there. She wasn't on there? Nope. What? Nothing even based on her. Why would you leave a person like this out, man? I know. (sighs) She tried to teach Calamity Jane poker, but failed. She was always a shitty gambler. Because she's drunk all the time? Yep. She was there for the Tombstone boom, too, and had a successful brothel there. But her last stop was Bodie, California. She was there for about a year, and she borrowed $300 from a friend to open up her own faro table. But within a few hours, lost it all. She calmly, without telling anyone, left, walked outside of town, and drank a bottle of red wine laced with a lethal dose of morphine. Oh, shit. Did they, she know it was, it was uh, fortified? Yeah. Yep. Okay. She left a suicide note, and she died oh, September eighth, eighteen seventy nine. She, yeah, she lost like enough money where she's like, yeah, I'm going to cash out. I'm tired. I also of like the over. way I like the will the way that Will described her leaving town. Though I'm literally picturing the Homer Simpson going back into the bush. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was widely reported uh, in the West in many papers. And uh, had a lot of remembrances for her since she stopped at basically every boomtown. Locals took up collection for her burial, so she's buried somewhere in the cemetery, though not marked. So the other thing about Bodie, California, if you take anything from there, because it's a ghost town, you'll be cursed and probably die a horrible death. So probably not do that. Probably don't take anything from any any ghost town. Important safety note. Thanks, Egon. (laughs) Yep. So basically, sadly, that's kind of how most uh, most soiled doves ended up, was uh, like Madam Mustache. Yeah, well, but, they, uh, except for the big thing with most soiled doves is they never even got the opportunity to own their own joint. They were just kind of like hanging out in a filthy, what they'd call a crib back in those days. And, you know, having guys like Al Swearingen knock the shit out of them and having the customers knock the shit out of them and then succumbing to syphilis and murder and 
suicide and laudanum and murder and more syphilis, <laughs> double syphilis. You know, so at least Madam Mustache got to be an entrepreneur, uh, you know, and had some fond remembrances by uh, former patrons and town folk and whatnot. Yeah, that's pretty cool that they, you know, put together a collection plate to to give her a proper burial. Well, kind of proper. There's no headstone, right? Nope. Yeah. I, well, I wish also in the, in the you know, the way that we a lot of times see Old West shit going, I'm amazed that her mustache didn't end up like on a saloon wall somewhere that is now in the California Museum of History or something, oh, you know, yeah. like all of George Parrot or Clubfoot George's yeah. foot or any of that shit. Like, yeah. So at least they didn't like cut her face off or anything. That's so that. Yeah, that's nice of them. <laughs> Oh man! At least they didn't cut off her face. Hey, sometimes that's all you can. Hey, well, you know, okay, we've been talking a lot about uh, about women gamblers today. You know, what's the uh, what what's the 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 line from the uh, the song of the gambler? You know, know when to hold them. The oh. only thing you can hope for is to die in your sleep, or the the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. You know. You know, somewhere in the darkness, the gambler, he broke even, which means he got the best he could hope for, which he died. Yeah. Train, you know, didn't get shot by somebody at a card table, didn't get the consumption or the syphilis, mauled by a bear in a straw hat. Fucking hell, man. Like, Kiss li- you on the mouth, Kenny Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to listening to all these stories, it just kind of you know it drills home the. I mean, kinda, the reason why we're doing this podcast is like, you know, my whole life, like I've heard people talk about like the Wild West and like you know glorifying it and how rad it would be to live back then and stuff. But it's just like fuck, dude. Like, every everybody sucked. It was so fucked up and gross and dirty. Well, walking around these buildings here, like you know, I know that the uh, wallpaper was probably brighter. Before it was like 120 years old, and yeah. you know the, the building's not as drafty, the floorboards maybe not as crooked, but probably not that much more not crooked, not that right. much more not, not much drafty. different. Yeah, I feel kind of good, kind of bad. I did spread the gospel of this podcast to the lovely people that were uh, that uh, allowed me to pay my way and uh, take you in their living museum here. I was in the uh, the bookshop and. Uh, you know, disclosed about the podcast because I was actually looking for research materials for future episodes, asked their opinion on some stuff. And then uh, I had to tell the young man, oh, the young man that was working there, like, you know, oh, so can I ask what the podcast calls? Like, yeah, it's called How the West Was Fucked. And they were both kind of like, <laughs> like, you know, and that's the way I explained it. You know, we're trying to... Uh, hey, no cursing on a Sunday, man. Have a lighter take on stuff with a little more filthy language, as is the parlance of our times. But he said he's going to try to check it out. So cool. Oh, I'm supposed to say hi to Raina and uh, Helena. She, we walked together on the big whole battlefield there, just in case she's actually listen, listen to it. Right. Well, hi Raina. I don't know you, but big hole is actually really pretty. Mm-hmm. I can see why uh, I can see why they wanted to stay there, and probably would have been okay if they hadn't gotten attacked. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, I don't, uh, 
I guess it's about time for me to hit the dusty trail eastbound and fucking down. Oh, yeah, before you get struck uh, by lightning. Well, before it's fucking midnight and I'm still by fucking Fallon somewhere. And, like, you know, I don't know. It's I've been, I was planning on tenting out a lot more during this trip, but it's all been wind and thunderstorms, which is not conducive to the tenting. Not much. So if I'm going to spend, like, 80 bucks on a hotel room, I want to spend more than, like, two hours in it. Yeah. Well, I can't see if you're tenting. You got to point your camera down. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, be safe, and uh, we're gonna send you off with the, uh, you know, hail, hail gunfire. gunfire, baby. Yay! See you next time.